0: baltimore maryland it's politics and pro wrestling two great tastes that taste kind of fine i don't know i think they (laughs) taste great together it's like i'm gavin i'm mark and uh yeah how you doing mark i'm all right it's like tab soda politics and pro wrestling (laughs) Yeah, the taste (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's like uh
1: I just drove us right into a wall ten seconds out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't It's a lot I we raised the bar pretty high with that theme music. I think that's the problem.
1: That is that is great. You do need I mean, to make I, you do need to make an addition though.
0: Oh, oh yeah! What should I? Well, that's one of the things for the the theme music. I made the music, and those clips are interchangeable. And the plan, uh, one of the things that we're going to do on this show, is change those clips from time to time. I know, listener, I know. Look forward to that, Mark. <laughs> what do we need to add to the theme song?
1: Well, I don't know if you happened to see Dynamite this past week, but <clears throat> Kenny Omega cut a promo. Um, well, Christian Cage was going to come out and and address the audience. And Kenny Omega came out and said and just stole his spotlight. And Kenny Omega's cutting a promo, and he addresses with Don Callis the uh, controversy that was the end of the barbed wire death match, which we will get into in greater detail at a later point in this evening's uh, production. But um, they were making fun of it, and they had a big countdown projected on the Titantron, or the big screen that they have there, and uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis are, like, laying in the ring as it's counting down to zero. And it it's zero. <laughs> and Kenny Omega is like,
0: 69 me, Don! 69 me, Don! <laughs> it was fantastic. I will add that. Yeah, that was that's the kind of comedy that you just don't get on uh, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Can you imagine? They would find... Uh, they would make it someone's catchphrase. That's what they would do. They would really beat us over the head with it. Not just use it as like one throwaway line. It but was just man, a- what a great it. I like I like that they're doing uh, stuff like that other than just like saying shit because they can that like, yeah. give us like they're using it as like the salt and pepper to season some really great bits.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just a, a nice little touch. It was funny. It was yeah, but we
0: will we will get hilarious. into that in a bit. Yeah. Oh, man. So we are still in the pandemic, right? Just to check. I don't know, man. So if you're listening to this in the future when everything's back to normal and everyone's just running uh, through the streets, making out with strangers with reckless abandon like the olden days, um, just to, to to anchor you in time, we're still in the pandemic, right?
1: Well, I think some people think we're <laughs> past the pandemic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. For those, yeah. I'm no uh, Dr. Fauci here, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure the pandemic is still on, but yeah, I think the state of Maryland uh, declared the pandemic just over on Friday. (laughs) Bars can open at full capacity. We talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, still somehow like, yeah, yeah, but you know, keep six feet away. Wink.
1: (laughs) Well, at least they didn't go so far. At least they didn't go full Texas and say the mask mandate is lifted as well. And um Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton who is facing a federal indictment right now and has been for the past 5 years um sued the city of Austin um i guess basically trying to compel it to lift its mask mandate and they lost that lawsuit lost the Ken Paxton lost the lawsuit
0: what a dumb fucking thing to be upset about i have to wear a mask why it's, it's just saying I don't want to be part of the solution. It's, it's
1: uh, it is I don't just, care
0: about other people and I don't want to be part of the solution.
1: It's really stupid and it's really aggravating because it's uh, a situation in which um, people are in control of the outcome. Here, they're in control of setting precedent and compelling people to act accordingly and they decide not to and in wrestling parlance mm-hmm. that's basically called bad booking and yeah <laughs> it is and um i think that we have uh we've talked about this this is a new segment it's called bad booking we don't have a uh, a theme yet we're going to work on that um was, this is still we're still in the cactus league we're still in spring training so
0: just right there yeah. with it's us. still march it's not april yet <laughs> April is when 45,000 fans are going to pack into the stadium and cough on each other before the vaccine.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. but um, Oh,
0: we have weeks. <laughs> Don't
1: worry. <laughs> so bad booking is, um, it, like in wrestling, to me, bad booking is um, just basically an outcome that is really predictable or just really stupid. And in like how like gutless it is, and how cliche or rote, you know, there's a, a bunch of adjectives you could be used to describe <laughs> it. But essentially, it it produces general disgust or um mm-hmm. like just um. What's well, word I'm looking for? Where you just truly don't care, like just complete and total indifference.
0: Uh, a cuckolding storyline. <laughs>
1: I think we were talking about two different
0: things. Uh, oh, okay. That's that's some bad booking. Am well, I missing? Yeah. Am I misunderstanding?
1: No, I guess I was just I chose the more verbose explanation, and you just went straight for it.
0: <laughs> well, I was trying to think. Like, what's the worst thing I've seen in a long time? Oh, immediately. Oh, right, that happened. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. With week uh, after Rusev. Week. Yeah. Oh, well, you didn't re- know what I was referring to. You already had blacked it out. Good well, for you.
1: Rusev, and then um, didn't they do that also with uh,
0: Rusev, Lana, and who was the love triangle? I can't even remember.
1: Bobby Lashley. R-
0: Bobby Lashley. Oh, boy, he, has he gone on to do better things?
1: Yeah, it started off with like the real Mike Bennett and his pregnant wife.
0: Oh, uh, Mike Canales.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Maria Canales.
0: Yeah, everybody involved in that stupid angle deserved better.
1: Yeah, and then I think it went over to Bobby Lashley and Lana. But anyways...
0: And then Miro went over to AEW.
1: (laughs) Now, bad booking happens in real life, too, though. Like, with this shit that we were just talking about with Ken Paxton. So Mm -hmm. the, the segment is basically just... Bad booking in real life, or you know, bad booking in wrestling. It can be either it's bad booking, or it could be uh, an album, nothing that the war on drugs would ever put out. But no, of course not, or nothing. It could be TV, but nothing that Better Call Saul or
0: Barry (laughs) or
1: the Righteous Gemstones is part of.
0: (laughs) I was about to say, the war on drugs is the Better Call Saul of music.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these are these are what are otherwise known as angels they're above
0: (laughs) yes yes (laughs) they're They're floating above the rest of us uh and uh you just got to get on board with that if you listen to this podcast now so so it's like so if like something happens in real life that is if you were writing it as a storyline it would just be the worst dumbest booking except these people are doing it for real is that yeah. kind of the gist,
1: yeah, that's kind am I, am of the I, gist. do I have it right i I okay. believe you are picking up what I'm putting down.
0: Oh, good, all right.
1: <laughs> well, since uh our audience can't see us and they can only hear us, um, we should take advantage of that, and maybe I think you if you could just provide me with an example of something mm-hmm. uh, that hmm. you think is bad booking in real life, so I, that I then know that we're on the same page and and how we think
0: of bad booking. Interesting. So you're thinking maybe like something along the lines of a real life promo, like a yeah. promo that okay.
1: Well, it's just some real life bad booking.
0: A but real pro- life bad booking
1: promo. Like yeah, you can definitely like have someone that in
0: real life. Someone in real life giving what sounds like a really bad promo. Is that yeah. is that kind of what you're asking for?
1: I would say that that is that is bad booking if that is the case. Mark, I think you're in luck. Uh, am I
2: You ready? <laughs> oh, God. I'm Lauren Bobert a mom, a small business owner, a defender of freedom. Here's <laughs> what I know, you protect what you love. President Trump built a big beautiful wall because he loves America and he wanted to secure our country and protect us from drugs, illegal aliens pouring into our communities and sex traffickers. Democrats, they fought him every step of the way.
0: They, they what him every step of the way? Fought him.
2: Oh, okay. And now, Welcome to Fort Pelosi, where Democrats decry walls from within their own heavily guarded razor-wire wall. Democrats don't want to protect you because they don't care about you, but they'll spare no expense protecting themselves. We will not build a wall. No, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. I'm not Number for one. A wall. I'm not for a wall. It's time to cut the crap and remember, this is the People's House. Madam Speaker, tear down this wall. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. It fires twice? It, I guess so. It, it, all right. So this is a video Lauren Boebert posted to Twitter where she's walking in front of the Capitol and taking a bunch of. Uh,
1: well, hold on. I, I want to take a step back. Uh, yeah, this is some bad booking. <laughs> <laughs> this this is some terrible booking whoever wrote this promo Uh uh-huh is either a child or just really (sighs) stupid
0: yeah and it ends with uh two shotgun blasts
1: let's unpack this so this is how these are these are the words that the labels that she uses to relate to people okay a mom small Mm -hmm. business owner and defender of freedom.
0: Do you happen to know what her small business is?
1: Yeah, I sure do.
0: What is it, Mark? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I am actually asking. Is this Sorry. I edited in later?
1: <laughs> no, I just I couldn't help myself there. It's um, she. Owns... I totally
0: missed your joke. Oh no!
1: No, my joke was just pausing and making you ask what it was. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> flawless. Are, are you ready to hear what her small business is? You really don't I know. I can't.
0: No, I was about to look it up. But if you are. No, going to, don't look it up. Okay. Oh, okay. All so, right, it's gone. I'm not looking. Uh, I don't know. No, I really don't know what her. And she is, Uh, for those who don't know, Lauren Boebert is a elected official, a representative in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., representing what?
1: I think the. Who, what, it's a district in Colorado, but I don't know what part of the state.
0: Uh, oh, Colorado's third. The fine people of Colorado's third congressional district.
1: The fighting um, third.
0: The fighting third. I wonder if they're having buyer's remorse. No. All right. I'm sorry. I'm stepping all over your story. What is uh, Representative Bobert's small business?
1: Well, um, she owns a restaurant with her husband.
0: Oh, Nice. Sounds, uh, that sounds great.
1: Yes, it's called okay. um Shooters Shooters. Yeah, it's called Shooters.
0: Like uh is it like a sports bar and shooters can like refer to a basketball or maybe a hockey puck or It might
1: be it might pool. be sh- it might be Shooters Bar and Grill, but it, there's definitely a shooters in it.
0: So they serve food and drinks in it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um to answer your <laughs> Well, some people might consider it a rhetorical question, but to provide an answer to it anyways, um, the servers at shooters wear holsters and carry guns with them okay so to real provide, real guns so I don't think servers. it's a sports bar. I think shooters is literally they're just they just love guns
0: ah, all right, okay. So, if if you want to get drunk at a bar with other people who have guns, and you want to like bring your gun, so it's a bunch of people bringing their guns to a bar just to hang out with other people who have guns, probably showing off guns. Do they have to keep their guns holstered?
1: Well, the, I don't know if the patrons are. I assume if <laughs> I with the servers are allowed to walk with guns. I assume I'm not Colorado. Going
0: to, <laughs> I wouldn't Col- go to
1: shooters without buying a gun first, Colorado must have an, a pretty loose open carry law, so I guess yeah, she owns a bar and restaurant right. called Shooters, where the servers wear holstered pistols and and they're
0: and they're not like overly large novelty prop guns
1: no, they're loaded, I think one loaded. was accident- I think one was accidentally discharged one time another time they gave oh. like. Like, a bunch of people got salmonella poisoning or some type of food poisoning because they served, like, contaminated pork sliders. <laughs> so. Okay. So she relates to people by, by being a mom, the mom. owner of uh, Shooters, Shooters, which is a place where, you know, um, these weight staff wears um, holstered pistols. So... Hey, if there's a market for it, I mean... And a defender of freedom. Now... I don't know
0: what, who, who else, do you know any defenders of freedom, Gavin? Well, it's a pretty vague term. I might know some that just don't call themselves that, uh, like I'm thinking about the staff that works at my local dispensary, for example, I'd say that they're defenders (laughs) of freedom. They don't go around introducing themselves that way. Uh, let's see who else,
1: um, let me ask, let me ask uh, a city
0: council representative. She's pretty, she's pretty good at that, I guess.
1: Well, do you think that Councilwoman Ramos, right? Yeah. Do you, do you think that she would put Defender of Freedom as one of three labels to <laughs> describe herself?
0: She has never once used that as a phrase to describe herself. <laughs> no, I've never heard that.
1: Do you know anybody? Can you think of anybody that you know that would use Defender of, of Freedom as one of three ways to describe themselves?
0: Um. Only <sighs>
1: – Like personally –
0: Personally, no. I do. I do not. I don't. The either. only per- people I can think of are comic book characters, like maybe <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> even that, even Captain America wouldn't refer to himself as a defender of freedom, but everyone around him would, and he's literally just wearing the American flag and punching Nazis.
1: Well, shit. I mean, now, now there's some nuance and layering to this uh, to this booking. Oh, is there? You just gave it. <laughs> <laughs> On her part? (laughs) (laughs) and and, So she's a
0: comic – she thinks she's a comic book hero, but the twist is she's actually the villain.
1: Well, here are the the things she's defending.
0: Oh, okay. The the
1: freedoms she's defending. The freedoms to not do drugs. The freedoms to not enter the country. And, well, I mean, she's against sex trafficking, so it's kind of hard to –
0: but everyone's disagree against with sex trafficking. <laughs> that's low-hanging fruit.
1: But she thinks Barack Obama is involved in it. So.
0: <laughs> right. That's that's where we diverge.
1: Because, you know, Trump built, he had that big, be- he built the big beautiful wall and Democrats want to tear it down to allow a bunch of drugs, illegal aliens and sex traffickers. What the fuck?
0: What a fucking simplistic, she, like, made up comic book like a caricature of some complicated issues. She lives in a state that legalized.
1: That was the first state to legalize marijuana.
0: <laughs> she want what does she want to illegalize it?
1: Yeah. Does she want to return all that tax revenue? Oh does, she, does she not want to collect that? I think I have my AirPods in backwards.
0: <laughs> I was about to call her dumb and then you did that. So I'm rethinking everything.
1: Nope. I don't know. They're just not fitting. Right. Oh God! And then Fort Pelosi. Should we, should we start over? I <laughs> think like the so um, oh. the video was of the uh, fencing with the barbed wire around the mm-hmm. Capitol building, which is there because people like Lauren Boebert incited a fucking insurrection, <laughs> where people stormed the Capitol
0: building looking to kidnap and hang Nancy Pelosi. So. At the end of that clip when she was shouting, "Take tear down this wall, she was talking about the wall that went up while Trump was still president and after his supporters had tried to stage a bloody coup. Yeah. Or so, staged a bloody coup attempt. OK, OK, OK. The wall that it somehow Nancy Pelosi put up.
1: Oh, no, Gavin, I think that that is uh, some pretty bad booking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like that bad booking. Now that I fully understand what you're going for is quite an understatement. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, eroding faith in the democratic process just because uh, she thinks that all government is bad and it should be banished, completely overlooking all of the ways that uh, government really holds the fabric of our society together. Whether you like to believe that or not, it doesn't matter. It's what it's doing. And. She just wants to tear it down so that we can all live in chaos. Yeah, that's some pretty bad fucking booking.
1: No, she wants to tear it all down to prevent all the um, pedoph- pedophilic uh, global elites who are smuggling children to feed off their blood. Um, the ones that
0: only live in her imagination.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so um, you know, because they feed off adrenochrome. <laughs> dude you you should watch the south park um q <laughs> oh boy the q vex va- it's a vaccination special and they do like a whole QAnon thing. it's uh do you
0: think chris jericho believes in QAnon? He he might be q <laughs> that's it if that happens i'm just hanging up uh, my uh myself
1: <laughs> so it's uh no it's um it's it was it's good. It's a it's a bit much. I mean it's a lot for an hour. They really jam a lot of things in there.
0: Oh but, God, I forgot it was an hour.
1: But it's um it's pretty funny. And it's like, yep, that's uh that's that's QAnon. Well that's how fucking crazy they are. Yep. Yeah. So well and that's also Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, who is guilty of some bad booking. What are we like 20 minutes in? This is great.
0: That's a this good is segment. Perfect. Yeah, it was a good segment. Man.
1: And it will only get better from here. <laughs> we got another one I don't queued know how up. that's
0: possible. Mm-hmm. Pretty nailed. Nailed got, it.
1: Got another one queued up for uh for next week. And it's a oh. it's a good one. Oh yeah? Some pretty fucking bad booking, man. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> that's also a pretty easy segment, so
0: there's a lot of bad booking.
1: It's good. <laughs> um should we, should we do another new segment?
0: Yeah, why not? We're on a roll. Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> Here, let me play the segment change sound. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. I played it again. Play the segment change sound, damn it. <laughs> What's this new one called, Mark?
1: It's When Wrestling Gets Real.
0: When Wrestling Gets Real. I like it. So, to me, a uh,
1: now this is not what the segment will always be, but this is uh-huh. an example of what the segment can be. Um, <clears throat> nice. To Give me, us some
0: wiggle room. I like it.
1: <laughs> to me, there's an aspect of professional wrestling that I think is just really lacking in necessary subtlety, and that's um, the way that they go about, that the wrestlers on any roster go about... Resolving disagreements and conflicts with each other because I mean, things escalate pretty quickly, especially in WWE. I mean, people just fly off the handle in WWE, and like backstage, like somebody looks at somebody the wrong way and they're getting shoved through a catering table. And then you have this match that's put together at the last second, and it's like these two guys aren't ready for a match, they're just going to kill each other because. They're just like super angry and they just escalated something for no reason at all. And it's also like unbelievable because it's just like, who goes about their day like escalating things that quickly for no reason at all? And so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this segment was inspired by uh, a recent event. So um, I was on this A call to talk about a potential settlement of a case and it's pretty contentious. There's two parties that really don't like each other and there's a lot of money at stake. Mm. And, um, but it was just attorneys on the call and I get along with opposing counsel very well. Like, uh, we have, we've, we disagree with our respective positions, but it's fine. We respect each other and you know, it's. It's, it's professional and it makes things so much fucking easier. <laughs> and, oh, because um, you're acting
0: like adults. And, yeah. Uh, extending professional courtesy to each other. Okay.
1: Now, not every attorney embraces that um, mindset and not every attorney embraces that <laughs> style. It's my style. I, even though I'm a litigator, I don't, I don't really like conflict. And I think oh, that so we Oh, so you're can, one
0: of the good ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I'm a soy boy beta cuck. It's one you yeah, know. Yeah. It's one or the other.
0: Depends on who you talk to, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In this binary (laughs) world. So um, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm on this call. And so it's usually just been me and the other opposing counsel. But this call, we had two other attorneys on it, one on each side. And they had been part of this deal that went sour for a long time so they had like some you know historical perspective that I thought would be beneficial to our settlement discussions boy was i wrong oh, no.
0: <laughs> so a little backstage heat
1: <laughs> maybe this is like this is some long some long term booking but um <laughs> So we we get on this call and I mean, literally within like two minutes, the a, other attorney who is on the side that I'm on, like just starts, um, getting pretty excited. And the other attorney who I had not spoken with yet, but who is new to the call on the other side, mm-hmm. those two basically start talking over each other. And <clears throat> then oh, like,
0: like this is on like a video chat. No,
1: something? no, no! It was just a uh, just a conference call.
0: Oh right, yeah, you guys don't know how to use computers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we do. We just chose not to. Probably because no, no, yeah, everybody's easier. at home in their pajamas still, and it's kind of hard to right. take anybody seriously when you're getting
0: <laughs> yelled at by
1: somebody in their pajamas.
0: <laughs> fair, okay, fair.
1: <laughs> so uh, these two are—they're kind of like you know—they're they're getting a little excited, a little a little loud, and it's pretty annoying. And, um, the other like attorney, excited,
0: excited, how
1: like just, uh, talking over each other and cutting each other off and just like,
0: oh, are they podcast hosts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but doing so aggressive, assertively and oh. uncomfortably for the other people that were on the call. Mm. And, um, and, it, but to me, like it was literally, it was accomplishing nothing. So I, I was hopefully, I was waiting for an opportunity where they were both stopping, like they were going to stop so I could chime in and be like, all right, you know, let's stop that. We're not here. We're not going to discuss the merits of the case. We're here to find a number that both our clients might agree to. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But I wasn't even for the opportunity. The um, other attorney, the opposing counsel who I had been talking to, he spoke up a little bit. And, um, then the attorney that I was with cut him off too. And so this is when wrestling got real because (laughs) the attorney on the other side who I had been talking with will say his name is Pat. Uh, it's not, but you know, his name is Pat.
0: Okay. Pat.
1: He, his response to being cut off was something like this. Well Richard you know this is the first time we've ever talked So you don't know me And I just want to let you know That I really don't appreciate being cut off So why don't you shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) To me It was literally the equivalent of chokeslamming somebody (laughs) Through a catering table
0: (laughs) How did Pat react
1: He hung up immediately.
0: Oh, well, you shut up at least. (laughs) That's amazing. So you just you suddenly yeah turned into like wrestling heat. (laughs) Wow.
1: Well, then I stayed on the phone. I talked to them for like twenty more minutes, and we got. Yeah, they sound they sound cool to me. It was That's incredible. It was wild, man. I've never I mean, I've dealt with uh, belligerent attorneys, I've dealt mm-hmm. with the the pitbull attorneys. Um, you know, What's just, that? It's just like overly aggressive and mean. Oh. And I just tend to laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes it's it's diffusing. Other times it's
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, this guy in particular, who's not the one that was on the call. This is a different guy Mm -hmm. we're talking about now. Um, This is another attorney who was – I had a couple of cases with him, and he was just absurd. He would just say the dumbest stuff, and (laughs) and it was just – it was outlandish. And one time we were in court, and he was just making this incomprehensible argument, and – You stand when you're addressing the court, and like we were, the court was kind of letting us go back and forth. So there wasn't like a a clear chance to sit down because (laughs) you didn't know when you were going to start talking again. But he just kept going on and on and on. I was just waiting for my chance to say something, and it just (laughs) never came because he just would not (laughs) shut the fuck up. So I sat down and I like loudly slid the chair back and just leaned back and crossed my legs. (laughs) and just started staring out the window (laughs) because i was just so i didn't care what he it didn't matter what he said at that point his argument was so way off base i just did not matter did he react at all well he eventually stopped talking and the judge looks at me and he's like i think he wants to say something
0: Man, that sounds kind of fun, actually.
1: It's um, it's not something I did with all judges there were some that certainly. Oh, uh, you gotta, you gotta read the room. Oh yeah, definitely know your audience. <laughs> There's been some times when I did not read the room right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you know, if you're gonna bring Roman Reigns back, bring him back at the right time and don't have him win the Rumble. <laughs>
1: My whole thing is, like, I just don't know why, you know, being going to court and stuff just can't be fun, you know? Yeah, why not? Why do we all take it so fucking seriously? Especially on the civil side, because some of the shit that's in court is just stupid. I'm sorry, it just is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm sure there are the occasional case that, you know, really takes some solemn behavior, but, and I guess I understand wanting to show the respect to the court but if it's your job where you go every single day yeah why why not have some fun with it yeah it's like torture it's not what the rest of us normies need to sweat court not (laughs) you
1: (laughs) but you know some of the judges just take that job really seriously
0: Uh, (laughs) oh great (laughs) just what we need
1: judges that take their job seriously but it doesn't make them good it might make them a a defender of freedom but it doesn't make them a good judge (laughs)
0: Well, Mark, you want to take a break and then we're going to get into some uh, AEW and maybe if we're lucky, maybe we'll do a little boss time, maybe.
1: Oh, I'll definitely get ready for that. I mean, we've done the politics half. Now it's time to do the pro wrestling half.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, Mark. Yes, we are uh yeah so uh uh, let's uh check in with uh, our favorite wrestling promotion well mine i know that we're we're, we may be a podcast divided on this you can take
1: a you can take a boy out of
0: richmond but you can't take the richmond out of the boy (laughs) so it's time for a little an EWS from aew i'll drop something in there and post mark um so this is this is I want to I do a check-in with you, buddy. How are you feeling about AEW these days before we get into the results?
1: Um, well, so I watched Revolution, and then I watched uh, Dynamite last week. Or, so the Dynamite that was immediately mm-hmm. after Revolution. But I still haven't watched AEW Dark, and I don't know anything about the other one. Was it like dark, but slightly dark?
0: Uh, dark Elevation premiered yeah. last night, uh, <laughs> Monday, March 15th. With Tony Schiavone and Paul White. Yeah,
1: Dark Elevation. Who haven't worked
0: together. Dark Elevation. AEW Dark, colon, Elevation.
1: That's a better name than Slightly Dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what. I'm trying to shoehorn a Bobert joke in there, and I can't figure it
1: out. Well, she. Yeah, she can't figure it out either.
0: Yeah, I know. Ugh. See, it, the, it's the nonsense is rubbing off on me. Let's talk about wrestling, <laughs> something that matters. So yeah, right, So you watched uh, Revolution, you watched uh-huh. Dynamite, um,
1: amateurish. I'm sorry, it's just amateurish. <laughs>
0: amateurish.
1: No, it's not. But they have moments that just really take uh-huh. me out of it. So one, they're uh-huh. at a, operating at a disadvantage because. Um, Well, I mean, I guess not disadvantage, but all of wrestling without an audience is just silly to begin with. But yeah, like uh, so. Nick, what's who's the new guy that debuted at Revolution and he had his first debut match during Dynamite last week? Um, he was like their big announcement.
0: Oh, Christian?
1: No, not Uh, Christian. (laughs) Ethan Page. Yeah, Ethan Page. During his match, I don't know if it was TNT. Or A-Dub, but somebody piped oh! in the NBA um, game noise. And I was like, wait, right. is this part of this guy's character? Like, he's just like super hype and just like, once the crowds, like, once his match is treated like an NBA game for some reason. <laughs> I thought it <laughs> and
0: was. That, yeah, that happened immediately after John Moxley and Eddie Kingston uh, did that great promo where they kind of covered up the uh did their best to kind of fix the the <laughs> embarrassing pyro mishap at the end of revolution and right. i thought they did a pretty good job like eddie kingston went kind of deep into it talking about it was a panic attack and anxiety and uh and then they were pinning it on kenny omega and uh kenny omega did that great promo we'll talk about in a second uh and we talked about it earlier but um yeah it's it's um as soon as they come back, well, that happened. Uh, and I thought, like, OK, all right. They they kind of got the car out of the ditch. It's a little banged up, but it'll go. And let's see where they go with it. And the immediate next thing that happened was they started pumping in what sounded like arena noise from an NBA game on top of the wrestling, uh, drowning everything out. And it just sounded awful. Uh, and it was immediately I, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, fuck, they just <laughs> Can't catch a break. It's like, all right, good. Okay. They kind of righted the ship and now they're into the ditch on the other side of the road.
1: Yeah. That was a
0: mixed sh- metaphor.
1: I talked about last week. It's like their WWE's production is just light years beyond. Well,
0: them. it turns out that wasn't an AEW issue. That was uh TNT only on the East coast feed. Oh really? Apparently. Yeah. When it was streamed uh, internationally, it was fine on the west coast feed it was fine so i think what we're getting into here is a tnt versus usa i don't know some somebody or something was pretty bush league during that because it completely ruined uh at least for me ethan page's first match
1: they're they're both pretty low rent
0: (laughs) it's true (laughs) basic cable baby yeah the big time USA. But I felt so bad for Ethan Page He came out for his first match On Dynamite And for everybody watching the East Coast feed It was just a Complete mess
1: Well you're right Even though that was out of AEW's control It does speak to who they're partnering with y- Yeah Like if WWE was still on the Sci-Fi network I would be like <laughs> Okay I'm not coming back for that shit That's stupid <laughs>
0: Smackdown on the CW. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's just no good shows yeah.
0: over,
1: over on that over there, except when they show like reruns of Seinfeld or other shows that are right. syndicated. Those but aren't then like, again.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else on USA. I used to watch. Other well, than,
1: <clears throat> Mr. Robot.
0: Smack- oh, right. Yeah. Mr. Robot. But I always watched that on like, streaming or something
1: there was this silly summer undercover fbi show that cat and i got into
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice what and was it called it, it
1: may it may have been called summer fbi undercover
0: <laughs> <Ooh. That> sounds, <laughs> just sounds all
1: fun. all the main themes were just called out in the uh in the title of the show hold on i i'm gonna have to look this up now um but yeah, so I, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the stories. I'm enjoying the the wrestling for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think that, like I also said last time, their top level talent is crazy, but there's a disparity between the top of their roster and the rest of it. And I like lo- I like that they give everyone chances. I mean, they should give pe- some people more chances. I think, but with three shows, we'll see that. Um. I guess what I'm saying is I like to see them give more people chances on Dynamite because that's their premier show, you know?
0: Yeah. What's interesting about, uh, and at least from what I've heard about AEW dark colon elevation is that it's a chance to showcase, uh, sort of lesser known wrestlers, not just signed with AEW, but sort of all over the place. So I think it's going to be kind of like an, they're going to invite uh, indie wrestlers and wrestlers from other promotions and from Japan to come in and wrestle, um, you know, in like in front of a AEW audience or at least make it more accessible on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that they're trying to make either of these dark shows like flagship shows, but, um, they're, they're, they're definitely for people who are like really the, the ultra hardcore fans. And, uh, I totally agree with you. Like they need, they need to, uh, It's great when you see somebody kind of figuring, still training and still getting better, and figuring out the moves on one of the dark shows, and then seeing them, uh, I guess, for lack of a better description, call them up to the big leagues over on Dynamite. Um, It's interesting. It's almost like they're they're yeah they have like their own development, uh, developmental program, but like built in instead of having it as a separate NXT. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Dynamite Elevation is their NXT. Anyway, they're still figuring a, a lot of that out. But man, I, I feel like they don't waste time on 20 minute promos just to start the show off. They start off with a match like um, God, they put that Shaq and Cody with a uh, 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 red velvet and Jade uh, match it was the first match on Dynamite a few weeks ago. Matt Jackson and Ray Phoenix opened, uh, this latest last week's, uh, episode. And it's just, it just starts off right out the gate with great wrestling and great promos in between that just don't drag that they don't just stretch out for, to fill a third hour. Maybe that has a lot to do with it.
1: So here's, here's where I'm at with it. Okay. WWE is basically like Donald Trump. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, he's he's a part of WWE.
1: Exactly. So this is an right. easy an easy comparison. Mhm. Meanwhile, Dub is like Joe Biden. Uh okay, by in comparison to Donald Trump, a breath of fresh air, but not um free from criticism and not um limited in a uh, areas of it, that it could improve on basically like get to like a Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren level. That's <laughs> so when I okay. talk about a dubs criticisms, it's not that I don't appreciate a dub and it's right. not that I'm not more interested in what a dub is doing and has to say, you better be particularly compared to WWE.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: but just like I still every now and then check out on Fox News, I'll dip my toes in some WWE see, programming.
0: You're a masochist, I think. <laughs> or there's like some part of you where you want to torture yourself just because it's something that you're used to. I don't know. <laughs> I have not watched WWE regularly. I've watched like uh, we watched with the Rumble and I think I checked in on a Raw just to see what was going on and didn't did not like uh, but it's just I have AEW is pretty much checks off every box for what I have wanted in wrestling, and uh, I mean it feels like they made it just for me. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's a good fit for me. And for me,
1: AEW is everything that I um, oh shit. Never mind. I I couldn't think of how to say it. It's like mm-hmm. everything that I don't want in wrestling. It, uh, no, because then it sounds perfect. Like, if I say, like, AEW has everything, like, does not have anything that I don't. Never mind. I can't. I forget it.
0: So, <laughs> let, me, let me try it from a different angle. Maybe this will work too. So, it's like WWE is like going to see a band at the Anthem, that giant venue down in Washington, D.C. And AEW is like going to see a band at the nine thirty club.
1: No, but I I love the anthem. Well, yeah, and the anthem's amazing. At first, yeah. I didn't like. The, I I wish WWE was like the anthem.
0: Okay, all right. Like I <laughs> wish that's, true. that's giving WWE too much credit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
1: I wish WWE like I wish that I had misjudged WWE like I misjudged the anthem. The first time I went yeah. to the anthem. It was like Queens of the Stone Age. You were at that show, too.
0: Yeah, I was at that show.
1: And It was like the second <clears throat> the second show at the Anthem. And I was like, this place is too fucking clean, man. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was super easy to get in. It was super easy yeah. to get out. We were 10 feet away from a bar, and we had plenty of room, and there was no line for the bathrooms, and the place was fucking packed. And the sound, and you paid
0: for your drinks on your phone.
1: Yeah, and the sound... Is amazing no matter where you are. Right, it's it, oh,
0: it's so good.
1: It's it's an amazing fucking venue. I saw, okay, so
0: that's a bad that's yeah. a bad uh, <laughs> analogy.
1: The last show I saw there was Tame Impala, and that was oh my crazy. god! I bet that was amazing. That was wild. It was crazy. That I've never I seen at
0: that show. Huh. I don't know.
1: I, what am I, I doing? I should have I should have given you a heads up about it but I had never been to a show where there were lasers.
0: I was probably just at home (laughs) watching wrestling.
1: (laughs) Dude, their music is trippy. Yeah. And it's like really trippy live. Yeah. They're great. They were really, it was a really Mm -hmm. good show, but now one day
0: we'll go see the war on drugs there.
1: Yes. I can't fucking wait.
0: One day. Can you imagine like that's a giant space and it's just been empty and unused in like prime Washington DC?
1: Yeah. It's like a two part of a two billion dollar uh yeah. waterfront investment. It's crazy the real estate that the, uh they developed there.
0: And it's just been vacant for just empty for a year. This giant indoor space completely empty. Huh.
1: Crazy. But yeah, WWE is wow. not the anthem.
0: Okay. <laughs> Well, you want to talk about that, uh, Kenny Omega?
1: Yes. Bit. Why don't you? Why don't you tell me? Because I uh, I was really tired during Dynamite last week too, so I had to check out kind of early. I saw the, I saw up to the Kenny Omega but, um, segment.
0: Well, um, so uh, if I remember right, Christian came out. Tony Schiavone was going to introduce him as the new signee. And uh, that's when Kenny Omega and Don Callis and the good brothers all kind of showed up. And uh, oh, by the way, and this is something that I noticed I and it blew my mind. And I think I uh, told you and it blew your mind, too, was uh, you have the the heels all enter and exit from that left side, the tunnel on the left side of the stage and all the faces and the good guys uh enter and exit from the r- tunnel on the right side of the stage.
1: Yeah, that's that's nice. I like that.
0: And uh Scorpio Sky, <clears throat> who was it he beat down? Um He uh he came out and uh oh, uh it was after the Darby Allen match. Oh yeah, they had that pretty good match. It was a really good match.
1: So wait, hold uh, on. I want to I want to go back to the entrance thing. So wait. Yeah. They have... Well no, I-
0: yeah, but let me, let me tell you, because this is part of the entrance thing. Oh,
1: okay, I'm sorry. Because
0: um, Scorpio Sky came out, and they had their match. He lost to uh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen kind of, uh, like, they went in for the handshake just to do some sportsmanship, and then he was going to do a sportsmanship at him. <laughs> and then Scorpio Sky uh, just uh, beat the shit out of Darby Allen afterwards. And uh, what happened was uh, Scorpio sky came out the, uh, the good guy tunnel <laughs> beat the shit out of, uh, Darby Allen and then exited out the heel tunnel. And I think like, Holy shit. That was like, a did Scorpio sky just turn heel.
1: That's a lot better than having Michael Cole mm-hmm. and the other guy, Ryan Seacrest just scream. <laughs> What's his name?
0: Ian Seacrest.
1: The guy with the tattoos, the neck tattoos. The Corey wrestler. Graves. Yeah, Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, whatever. It's a
1: lot better than those two fucking idiots.
0: Interchangeable white guy, yeah.
1: <laughs> just sc- just like screaming for 20 minutes in, in mm-hmm. our faces, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy?
0: <laughs> Scorpio Sky is turning on Darby Allin! <laughs> Scorpio sky is turning on Darby Allen. What the hell is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great touch anyway. Um, so yeah, so Christian is going to uh, be introduced. Uh, the whole impact crew shows up. Uh, and then they were, uh, talking about that, uh, the fucked up, uh, you know, of the explosion at revolution um, by saying like, yeah, you know, we took away the things that you were, you know, you're basically us, the audience. They did it just to screw us over because we were expecting this big explosion and they wanted to take that away from us. They wanted to build us up and disappoint us. Um, and, um, and, uh, oh yeah. Then Kingston showed up, with a four to one disadvantage, um, hang on, what else would my notes say here? Oh, right, and that's when they started doing the. Uh, they gave Kingston ten seconds to get out of the ring, and then started at countdown clock that they had at the end of Revolution that was supposed to end with the big, um, big explosion, and uh, that's when, <laughs> um, a. Uh, uh Kenny Omega ran to he runs to the middle of the ring and he does like a reenactment of the last <laughs> minutes of the match at Revolution and Don Callis is going to like he's trying to get on top of him like the way that uh, eddie kingston covered uh john moxley right before the explosion and then uh and then uh kenny omega just starts screaming ah, 69, made on, 69 <laughs> me don 69 me it's just like this one quick throw away and it was so funny and it just be- has become this dumb stupid meme and like they are such good heels
1: yeah they are they are pretty they're good they're
0: so good they were making fun of uh They were making fun of Eddie Kingston for being a little vulnerable in a uh, promo earlier and talking about his struggles with mental illness, which I thought was like, oh, they're in the crowds booing them because, you know, the crowd gets it. Mark, AEW crowds, they get it. (laughs) They're they're down with mental health. Uh, So they're it's just superb. heel work. (laughs) What did you think of that? You saw that, right? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just said that. <laughs> and yep, yeah, um I liked the TNT championship match. Uh Darby Allen retained. That was really good. The Inner Council War uh, the Inner Circle War Council. Um but that was when uh uh MJF um Oh right, yeah. That uh, MJF is, like, pretending to be, like, all scared of them and uh, and sad and, like, apologizing. And turns out that he has his own faction. And then they uh, drag Jericho to the top of the stage, tossed him through a table. Um, and uh, the group hasn't been named yet. So maybe tomorrow night on Dynamite, we'll get a name for MJF's new faction. They already have, I think he has a T-shirt. <laughs> he Posted a picture. It's a drawing of MJF uh, with operating the inner circle as marionettes. It was really great on a nice um, scarf pattern background. So MJF, again, just like the great. It's amazing that he's what, like 24 and is doing uh, he's he's. He's like a sixth grader who's doing heel work at a 12th grade level. It's really impressive. <laughs> I don't know. Like every episode of dynamite gets me excited for next week's episode.
1: I know it's and, uh... in a
0: way, in a way that Raw never really did. Uh, well, not for a while. It did. It, it, it used to, there were, there were like a couple of good years, like at the height of the Daniel Bryan run, stuff like that. His first run, Second run, eh. but it's, <laughs> but Wait, like those moments I feel like were, uh, kind of the exception to the rule and AEW is just so, I get so excited. I want to know what, what MJF's new faction is. What's, what's up with them? What are they, they, they've got to have a really good name. They've built it up for a week.
1: There's a lot of factions in AEW.
0: Yeah, and I should say that the the faction it's a uh, Sean Spears, FTR, uh, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard So I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a good good faction of a bunch of meatheads. <laughs> Just like none, none of them are doing flips. Well, Sean Spears will do some flips, but
1: <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, A Dubs great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Uh, I didn't have a chance to check out AE uh AEW Dark Elevation yet. Um you okay? I don't like the sound of that cough.
1: It's a weed cough. It's fine.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the good kind. That's fine. Um so yeah, elevation, uh, I heard a little bit of Paul White. He sounds, you know, fine on commentary. It was kind of cool that he and Tony Schiavone get to work together after uh, all these years. They were, I guess last time that they worked together was WCW, but it's the first time they get to do commentary together. So it's it's kind of a cool dynamic of two guys who know each other and have some history uh watching new people, young young people, new wrestlers uh work out their gimmicks. Anyway, that's about all that's going on. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about for AE Dub? I don't think so. My (laughs) notes aren't really helping me this week.
1: (laughs) You need to take better notes.
0: Well, that's what next week's for. (laughs) Next week's episode is for. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cody says that Shaq kind of has the wrestling bug now, so it's possible we might see Shaq again. That's cool. Someday. I was impressed with that match, but that was two weeks ago, so... Same I mean, for the archives, buddy. This
1: is they're just Joe Biden, see? They're doing exactly they're doing kind of the same thing that we complain about with WWE, but it's not evil. It's like they they're bringing in an older they're, <laughs> they're one of their main wrestlers is 50 or however old Jericho is. And yeah. now they they signed this up-and-comer Christian Cage who's 47. Mm-hmm. And coming off a forced retirement because of a crippling injuries, apparently. And, like, WWE wouldn't medically clear him for a long time. And, I
0: thought that was Edge.
1: Well, Edge, too. But Christian also oh. had a similar situation. And oh, shit. I mean, yes, WWE, WWE is doing this, and this is what we all complain about. But AEW is also doing it, and now they're bringing in Shaq. And, you know, it's like, it's like when WWE brings in a stupid celebrity. But they're not well. doing... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, they're not um doing shows in Saudi Arabia. So yeah. Like Biden is is so much better by comparison, but still it's just like
0: he eh, could be doing
1: better. But my standards. Yeah, sure. My I mean that doesn't mean I I don't like it a lot. It just means that, you know, it's not free from criticism. Yeah. So I'm going to be. That's true.
0: Oh no! It's I totally, I totally uh, agree with you that they're not free from criticism. I what I don't think I ever felt let down or disappointed in something they've done until Revolution at the end of the exploding barbed wire death match with that bomb going off. But because they've gone through this whole pandemic and have still somehow found a way to entertain me in a really consistent way. I was willing to forgive that because it hasn't been like they, they don't drop storylines for no reason. They don't have 20 minute segments where people are reading from scripts and it makes no sense. And they just don't have like a, uh, an octogenarian in decline. Make calling the shots, I think is a big (laughs) shot of that big part.
1: I guess it's, uh, for me, it's just, um,
0: there's a there's just a general vibe to it that I really like. You can tell that the everybody involved in it is happy to be there and they're excited to to be there. And uh, they seem like backstage everyone's like this family and they're trying to build a completely different locker room environment at AEW where people lift each other up instead of trying to tear each other down, which is kind of the direction that a... Uh, WWE has gone too like trying to reject the old ways and uh be a little bit more supportive and positive now but um I don't know it seems like they're really walking the walk of the you know all that great shit they said that won me over as a fan like I I've feel like they're living up to it. And it's been tough though, having only been on the air for not even a year and a half and a solid year of that has been from Daily's place. They haven't been able to grow um, in the way that that they, I think they were really hoping to in the first year in terms of, you know, putting on a show in front of an audience. So once they start doing that again, I think yeah, some of those shows might be a little rough production wise.
1: I guess my tastes are just, so <clears throat> fucking high because I'm elite. So so refined. So yes. ref- that's with your. It's another way of putting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's obviously more coherent.
0: <laughs> well, on the other side of the wrestling aisle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's funny to watch you mark out for AEW, but yeah. um, it's hard for me to mark out for AEW because I have marked out. Only for w w e for like you know eight years straight now, mm oh sure, and you know it's hard for me to it's hard for me to just buy in and trust another Carney when this carney has beaten me up so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair
1: but that's um, fair
0: you've you've been i still. it's like a mentally abusive relationship <laughs> and you're exhausted from it.
1: But I still remember what it's like to mark out from it or buy it.
0: Yeah, there were some good times. Sophia and I went to WrestleMania and it was fucking fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean.
0: I got to fist bump Roman Reigns at an NXT ring in uh, the WWE access event. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm sure he he remembers that too.
0: He won't stop texting me about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well tell him to tweet us about it instead
0: (laughs) yeah it's hard to get him to tweet
1: uh
0: is it that time mark
1: i think it might be that time
0: what oh my could it be
2: it is it's boss time just when i thought she couldn't lose any more class this is despicable wow that's
0: right it's boss time (laughs) The segment where uh, kayfabe rules. What was Ryan Seacrest saying there? Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what part?
1: At the end. Like, what was she doing that was despicable?
0: I think she was interrupting. This is when she returned in 2019. I think she was interrupting Natalia, who was saying something. I I, I can't remember. Okay. but Natty was up there. Uh, she was looking really sad. It sounded, I think like she was going to announce that she was retiring. Uh, and of course they never addressed what she was really going to say because (laughs) it was boss time.
1: Well, look, when, when boss time happens, Gavin, it just takes you over (laughs) and you just, you just have to go along for the ride. You can't, Oh, I see. You can't, you can't just stop and look around at every at every turn. You have to just go along uh-huh. for the ride to oh. fully embrace and enjoy that, which is the WWE show. I mean, it's a journey. It, they are superstars. <laughs> See, they are superstars that are taking us on a, an amazing journey.
0: So so what you're saying is they're taking us for a ride and we should just shut up and enjoy it.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. They, um, they're superstars, Gavin.
0: Right. They're not wrestlers. They're superstars. Okay. Speaking of wrestlers, (laughs) do, well, do superstars catch COVID?
1: Well, so they are still human. So let's not, let's not get silly here. Okay. Okay. So um, there are people that are disciplined and then there are people that lack that discipline. And the people that are disciplined are, you know, what is um looked down upon by the uh IWC as as being <laughs> a brass ringer, as if that's that's a bad thing. But so
0: <laughs> like brass Scorpio ringers Sky.
1: have have discipline. Mm-hmm. And you're either a brass ringer or you're not. And so those those wrestlers at NXT There's clearly some on that roster that are breast ringers, and there are some (laughs) that we're not going to be seeing for at least two weeks that aren't breast ringers. So that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is that um, COVID, uh, you're just saying that – so there was reports from uh, uh, wrestling's only journalist, Dave Meltzer, who – my God, does he proofread his articles? That was a hard (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Hard to parse some of those sentences, but, um, there is a COVID outbreak in NXT and it seems like it's impacting, uh, <laughs> impacting, no pun intended, uh, tomorrow night's episode of NXT. Um, they haven't named names. They haven't said how many people, how many people have been infected. They haven't even, the WWE has not even acknowledged publicly that this is happening, Uh, The only reason Dave Meltzer knows it is because he has like wrestlers and people who work for NXT on his speed dial and uh, texted him and let him know. And it was apparently he's confirmed it. And um, so it's just, they're humans superstar. Doesn't if you're, if you're a superstar, it doesn't make you immune to COVID. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can still be a superstar and lack discipline. There are plenty of them, but um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the brass ringers.
0: So in a, what you're saying is that they're all brass ringers in NXT. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, I, I want to circle back on something. I'm not going to comment on anything, um, that you referenced by that muckraker, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> okay. Fair. So, you know, I, I, we have a limited amount of time here. We're we're already operating on a, a, you know, I don't mean to get defensive, but.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. We'll just we'll put a pin in that one and see how it shakes out over the next few days. It's boss Um, time. (laughs) Well, then you must be excited about WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. Once again, Mark, too big for just one night, too big for two nights. That's right. If you count. Raw and SmackDown, and I think there's going to be NXT, and did I hear that there's going to be two nights of takeovers? I think the current count is up to nine consecutive days of WWE sports entertainment uh, leading up to Mania. It's going to be... Is that enough, I think, is my question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, the best part about all this is that there's going to be... No less than 45,000 fans from the WWE Universe in person in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida for WrestleMania 37.
0: Each night? Or is that uh, uh, over both nights?
1: Uh, Total. No, I'm sorry. Each night.
0: Yes, each night. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, And that's a good idea? It's not a bad idea. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. I mean, just a few seconds ago, we talked about how COVID is tearing through the NXT roster.
1: Well, okay. So the WWE is working with state and local health officials to implement. <laughs> in Florida. To, yes, in Florida. Right. There's still officials to the, implement what? the most rigid safety protocols um on the face of the <clears throat> WWE universe mm-hmm. to ensure fan
0: and performer safety uh and are you sure these health of health officials aren't developmental talent just wearing uh ties and jackets <laughs> 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 No, We now I'm cut not. to a Florida <laughs> health official. Just fl- like ripping off his sleeves and just flexing at the podium.
1: 45,000 people are going to be at WrestleMania 37. It's going to be a night to remember. Uh-huh. It will be a night that will be I'm talked about. It will be. <laughs> it will be talked about. It'll be written... In the
0: annals of history.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds exciting. It sounds like a can't miss uh, event. I mean, how 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 do we watch it now? And there's no more WWE network, Mark. Whoa! Well, what if what if someone like me wanted to, uh, you know, dip back in and check in with the X and see how WWE's doing these days? How, how do I get a hold of that? Well, Gavin. <laughs> I imagine uh I imagine it's two nights of WrestleMania. Is it just one pay-per-view buy I have to get or 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 is it uh do I have to is it like a, a do I get a discount for both nights or or what? Do you have
1: do you happen to have 10 quarters laying around? <laughs> 10 quarters. <laughs> you mean like like coin money (laughs) yes because if you do i have some good news for you you can subscribe to the wwe network and watch all nine nights of wrestlemania for two dollars and fifty cents (laughs) (laughs)
0: last year didn't we joke about one of the just make wrestlemania a whole week they did so wait hold on (laughs) this is third peacock
1: i'm sorry (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't hear you what was that? This is
0: through this is through Peacock.
1: That's right. It's through Peacock. Uh, it's so, a promotion uh, through huh? the. It's a billion dollar partnership between Peacock right. and WWE Network. So you know, a billion
0: dollar partnership. By the way, that was made without the people who build the app or the network were even notified that it was going to happen. And they said, "Yeah, the deal's made. Figure it out." And it's like, well, by when? By WrestleMania? It's like that's. Oh, shit. I feel so bad for the team that had to figure that out on such a short timeline just because Vince wanted a billion dollars. Like they were using MLB TV to host and stream all of these countless hours. They have to physically take these video files and jam them into whatever jacked up system Peacock is using. And and they're removing most of their legacy content and all of the markers in the app of like you could jump to a particular match. All of that's going away. Um, most of their original programming going away. Um, also, you can't search for wrestler matches by wrestlers or uh, like you could before. Like, I'm going to see uh, Steve Austin matches. You could just start search Steve Austin, show you all the pay-per-views he's in. All gone away. So uh this sounds like a great deal for uh current subscribers of the network. So how much how much five quarters?
1: Yeah. No, ten. Ten
0: quarters. Okay.
1: Yeah, two dollars and fifty cents. I mean, this is the WWE paying back its universe. Um, they know people are have, just looking forward to some good entertainment. They don't want to fleece them; they're just giving back to their fans. They're it's just, harsh- just
0: say it with me: two forty nine.
1: How much was AEW Revolution? That was f- that was fifty bucks. That was fifty bucks. Now, how much? How how big of the? How big do you think the ring explosion would be with WWE? Even with $2.50 as the cost for the fucking nine weeks of, of the show or whatever.
0: they they'd, WWE would make sure that ring explodes. The whole
1: fucking stadium would explode.
0: Oh, yeah. All 40,000 fans <laughs> <Yeah>. coughing COVID <laughs> all over each other. <laughs> Mark, you've been to a stadium before, right? You've yeah. been to a sporting event at least once in your life.
1: Several now, times, yes.
0: It's not exactly easy to uh, socially distance or physically distance. Well, you're at, you're outdoors, Gavin. Oh, okay. Everyone, everyone just cough up toward heaven.
1: I think. Where if, you
0: will live soon.
1: <clears throat> we know that everyone there is going to wear a mask too.
0: Yeah. And follow all. Well, no, Mark. No, they won't because they're following all local guidance.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. They're working with State. And local health Uh officials, and they're going to follow the most rigid protocols um, that are available.
0: Right. In Florida. It doesn't, yes.
1: They're working with state and local health officials, (laughs) and they're going to implement the most rigid protocols that they all agree upon. Got what plants crave. (laughs) All right. That's, well, is there anything else?
0: Uh I don't know. That's about it. Is there anything else that WWE did I didn't watch? I just heard that they're uh still around. Still a thing. Vince McMahon still alive. I don't know. I got
1: I think I got to work on my tone. That was a little too Fox Newsy.
0: I don't know. There's a lot in common there. <laughs> I'd say the crossover between Boss Time and uh Fox News. I guess that's, that's pretty easy
1: to just find three things to that defend. W, that WWE <laughs> Wait, on, did. Let's... What was that?
0: There, now we're out of boss time.
1: Oh, yes. Thank
0: you. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, right. Perfect. Uh, so you just, uh, oh, maybe I should sample that. That's, that's what I'll do. Uh, yeah, so pick three. Th- egregious things going on with the WWE and defend them? Yeah, every week. Perfect,
1: perfect. Or not every week, every time we do the segment. But it wouldn't be hard to find three on any given week.
0: That is that is the truth.
1: We didn't even add Andrade Cien Amos. His... Oh,
0: we didn't even talk about that.
1: That's some All bullshit. Right. I hope that... that is... out...
0: Let's oh, add that for next week.
1: Some fantasy booking here. Aleister Black, Ooh. his contract is based is set to expire and he hasn't been on TV in like months. Yeah. So it would be amazing if Alistair Black and Andrade ended up in um AEW.
0: That would be fantastic. I think uh Vince McMahon just isn't in the business of losing more talent to AEW and so he's gonna just put Andrade on the shelf, make him hang out there until his contract runs out. Yeah,
1: I mean, their model is pay everybody more than other promotions can. Mm -hmm. And if they go over, great. (laughs) They'll make more money. And if they don't, who cares? WWE is making money anyways. Yep. Because it's called a monopoly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not if AEW has anything to, to do with it. Not if Tony Khan and Cody, my two heroes, have anything to say about it. Well, um, uh, Mark, I've, I've one last question for you before we start wrapping things up here. Uh, are you ready for the Twitter password? Are you ready to jump back on Twitter or do you want to give it mm, another week? It's up to you. Um, no, not yet. Okay. Easing into it. Smart.
1: It's just, I, I want to only use Twitter for three things. Like if there were three, if there were three labels, I could put on the tweets. Okay. <laughs> Defender of freedom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, in terms of politics, well-reasoned and um, uh, just well-reasoned. We'll go with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the second label of tweets would be about professional wrestling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then the third is just me sending Logan Roy fuck off memes to Jim Jordan and Devin Nunez and other Republicans.
0: <laughs> I'm on board with this.
1: Okay. All right. This I'm, Twitter then, account
0: sounds amazing.
1: Then I, am I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer.
0: Okay. All right. All right. No pressure. I'm not trying to push <laughs> you into the cesspool of filth. That is Twitter. The cesspool <laughs> of, of, of human interaction and horrible opinions.
1: Yeah, it's really gross. And it's just like, it is. You people are all dumb.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just some more than others. Well, Mark, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't touch on? Nope. This week? No, I think we really, really knocked it out of the park again, honestly. If I had to give us a grade, it would be the best one.
1: This is one of those games where it's like the final score is eight to one. And yeah. it's like you stick around for the end, but it's really mm-hmm. like, man,
0: I kind of need to get home. Yeah. It's like <laughs> The Orioles aren't going to win this they're already. They're down by seven. What am I still doing here?
1: <laughs> but you're still like having a good time.
0: You know, oh, yeah. So, kind of drunk, drunk as hell. <laughs> yeah. In, in the scorching summer sun. Soon. Ugh, can't wait. All right.